Welcome to the MyTarot.org podcast. Your host today is Jamie Harrell with our co-host Michael Loger, creator of the Alcento Tarot. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to go to MyTarot.org and subscribe to our MyTarot YouTube page where you'll find hundreds of videos, including our past series, The Two of Wands, as well as links to our Facebook discussion group. Your support is important to us and it's your encouragement that keeps MyTarot.org alive. Michael! Jamie! <laughs> How are you? We're doing it again! We are! We are We are actually doing this again and again and again. My gosh. It's like we're in a parallel universe. How are you doing, Michael? I'm excellent. Hey, what are we doing here, Michael? We are doing the mytarot.org podcast. Yes, I'm not calling it the two of wands. No. Uh, because I did that by accident again. I'm just going to say, if you go to our video page, which is the uh, mytarot.org on YouTube, uh, yep, you'll see that we already went through the tarot, but this time we wanted to go through it again. But this time with spirit. But this time was <laughs> this time was a podcast. So just because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and so uh, I thought it was interesting because we'll focus more on like the history and things like that, and we'll do, we'll try and describe these cards as much as possible. But uh, for the first couple minutes, uh, we're gonna sit here and we're gonna. Kind of go through the keywords, describe the cards, so that you can use the first couple minutes as like uh, uh, just something reference. a reference. There to. you go. Okay, so what's today? What is today? Today on the card itself. Today we are doing the High Priestess. It is. Oh my gosh, which is awesome. Well, uh, La Papis, the it High Priestess, all that other wonderful stuff. She has stuff. many names. She does. So. Um, Michael, what do you see on the card? <laughs> if we want to describe her first. Let's describe her. Okay. We're going to describe the card. All right. Well, she's uh, she's sitting. Uh, she's got a blue dress on. It's kind of flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a veil behind her. Mm-hmm. She's between two pillars. Yep. One has a B, one has a J. Yep. Uh, and one of them's black and one of them's white. There you go. Yeah. She's got a cross on her chest. Mm-hmm. And a crescent moon on her feet. She's got the crescent moon and her hat. She's got the... Yeah, uh, yeah. she's got a uh, triple moon. The, the triple moon goddess. So she's got the full moon and then she's got the crescent, mm-hmm. kind of, which is like an Egyptian type hat. And, and the, uh, the... The veil behind yeah. her is pomegranates on it. Yeah. So she's got a veil behind her. You can't see, ooh, what's behind that veil. Um, but we can peek. But we can peek. But we can peek. And she's holding a book. She's holding the Torah. A scroll. She's, a scroll. Yeah, she's yeah. got a scroll in her yep. lap that's partially hidden by her dress or her cover. Indeed. And Yes. And uh, so what else do we have on there, Michael, with this? So essentially we have a woman sitting yep. on what looks like a stone block between two pillars. There you go. And she just looks wise. She looks like she's got answers. It's like she just looked up from this scroll and said, I am ready for your questions. Perfect. So... All right. And so, what about keywords, Michael? What is your keyword for this? <laughs> so for, well, you know how the magician was unity? So we take the unity and we break it in two. And for the high priestess, it's duality. Duality. So so the priestess was, or the, the magician was uno. Right. And this card is dos. You got it. <laughs> so in numerology, we have the two. So I can totally see the duality. Yep. Okay, go yep. for it. But it's uh, the duality. So she's got two pillars. She's got the veil that separates the seen from the unseen. Mm. So it's it's yeah. there's a lot of dualities happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what other keywords do you have? Well, for me, inner truth. Okay. 
Uh, she has the inner knowledge. Yes, she does. Uh, you don't know what's behind the veil. So I see it like an inner truth. It's that subconsciousness. And, and I always talk about the... Uh, uh, the what, do, how, what do I call it? How do I call it, Michael? Search into your subconscious. I know. Search Find into the words. Sub, sub, no, the nonverbal part of my brain. There you go. That's it. Wow, I can't believe <laughs> that. I always, and I always talk about the nonverbal part of my brain, which is... That part that absorbs all the information around us, but we don't recognize it. And so the unconscious sees, knows these things. And so with that card, that's why I see it as the unconscious knowledge. Absolutely. Oh, it's so perfect. (laughs) So, and then uh, we also have the Rider-Waite-Smith Little White Book. Sure. Sometimes it really goes out far-fetched. This one isn't too bad because he's got secrets. Yep. yep. That's she, that, that, she knows she secrets. A mystery. Mm-hmm. She understands the mysteries. The future as yet revealed. He says this could be the woman who interests the querent, F male, and if the querent is female, uh, th- that would be her. And he also has silence, tenacity, wisdom, and science. Science. <laughs> Weird so, science. Which, and that's because... Um, I would equate the magician more with science because he has the four elements. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Waite's got his reason for everything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I do like pulling another. So I, I like Joan Bunning's book, Learning the Tarot. Um, so I just pulled out from page 116. She's got keywords listed there of non-action because... She's passive. Yep. She is passive, yep. yes. Yep. Potential, unconscious awareness, and mystery. And then it, on her book... She actually uses those just as headings, and then she has other keywords that follow it down. So I really like that book a lot. Okay. Uh, and that's Joan Bunning. So. Anything else? Uh, I think that covers the keywords. Okay. What moving, about the history? Moving on to history. Moving on to history. So, uh, so, so can I can I start with the earliest history? Please let uh, us do that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so the earliest history, the, there was feminine energy was revered. Mm. And women, Very much, women yeah. can create life, right? Yes. So, so we worshipped the, the 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 women, and then as a society became more male focused and patriarchal to survive. Thank you, Saint Peter, who uh, hated women. Yeah, I tell you. But uh, to survive, that, that the female energy becomes more subtle, more hidden. Uh, and I don't mean that. Uh, okay, so I should say <laughs> I'm not anti-religion because I know that. About, you know, I just mean that. Um, yes, <laughs> male patriarchy. Go ahead. Yes, yes, male patriarchy. Bad. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, the idea of of this this hidden um, nature to the feminine it comes from it. Uh, I mean, it had to to survive. So it it be um, it so it became more veiled which is the, the high priestess oh, archetype. Yes, absolutely. Well, women were the oracles. Women were the healers. But they were, uh, but they were called they witches. Were, they were, or, well, they were they, revered until they weren't Until revered. they weren't, exactly. And then they were, yeah, it was... Then you had to keep it kind of... The in. goddess became, yes. yeah, the outcast. <laughs> right. So one of the earliest cards we have then is the, uh, the Visconti Tarot. Sure. Uh, and it shows, that one shows, again, a woman sitting there. She's got a book on her lap. And she's fully covered, and she's wearing a crown. And uh, this card had not named her yet. Uh, but there's speculation about... So with the Visconti being the vanity decks, uh, they, it was a Trump game, and somebody said, hey, we have the four suits. Let's add another suit to it. Let's make it this way. Uh, we don't know who actually created the very first Trumps, but these, these are the ones that we do have. 
And so a lot of these cards have family members of the Viscontis. And so we speculate who is on this card. The high priestess. Is there a yeah. legend? Is there something else for this card that the Viscontis have? No number on it, no, uh, no name. And so who do we have? In speculation on who this is, Michael. It could be a couple different things. It could be a couple different things. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there was the uh, the Visconti family member. Yeah. You know, want to say yep. a little bit about her? Sure. So, um, and and Rachel Pollock's wonderful book, 78 Degrees of Wisdom. Yeah. She just kind of puts it really briefly. Pope Joan. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to well, go with Pope Joan first? Oh, no, okay. no. I'm, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're talking about Winifred. Yeah. That's, Manifred. That's who I was. Manifreda. Manifreda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Manifreda. Uh, the Visconti Papist possibly is Manifreda, Sister Manifreda, who was a family member. And in the late 13th century, an Italian group, and this is from um, Rachel Pollock, an Italian group called the... Guglian, Guglier Knights. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, some name like that. <laughs> believe that their founder, uh, Guglielma of Bohemia, who died in 1281, would rise again in the 1300s and begin a new age in which a woman would be Pope. Yeah. So jumping ahead, they hey, elected a woman. Yeah. <laughs> jumping ahead, they elected a woman named Manfreda Visconti as their first papist. And how did the church feel about that, Michael? Not too good. <laughs> Not too good? Why? What did they do to this poor woman? Uh, as, the, uh, as they do to many of the people they disagree with, they burned her out of the stake. They put on their <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, and they put on their sports, their uh, sports shirt, yeah, and they, they had a... Yeah, a they, barbecue. They, they had a barbecue. Yeah. They, they, God. So... <laughs> They burned her. But it's a legend. It's it's something that in the Visconti family. So a lot of people believe that it My, could possibly could be, be her. her. Could be her. Okay. But 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 it's going back to what you were saying earlier, Saint Saint Joan is definitely a another uh, myth. So yes, yeah, so we yeah we have Joan. Yep. And that Joan was a popular Saint. Uh, so um, Pope Joan was a popular legend. You know, people loved, of course, doing the little dig with it. And what is Pope Joan? So yes, yeah, so she was. Uh, a, a woman who disguised herself as a man and became pope, or so the story goes. And she was only found out when uh, she happened to have Give a baby. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So she was. The, the legend goes that she was really well read. She was smart. Uh, she dressed as a man. She lived in a man's world, and that they thought that she was so amazing. Ultimately, they they made her pope. And yeah, she was pregnant and right there in the middle of a procession, she gave birth and they looked down on that. <laughs> but and uh, another, but I, I want to bring up another Joan. Okay. That. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, they don't know whether they, some oh, people yes. say they stoned her to death. Other oh, people geez. say that uh, they let her live, but they sealed her up in a wall. So Ugh. it's again, one of those legends and there's no proof that it was actually real. Because at the time, if it was true, it would the enemies of the church would have been all over that, um, and it doesn't fit with any church timeline. So it's, it's probably one a of myth. Those legends, yeah, yeah. But 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 it was definitely in the zeitgeist. So yes. th this is an archetype that you know it's it's that um, people knew about this myth, and and so they projected um, 
Some percent. Hey, maybe that's who it is on this card. Exactly. Exactly. And and I have all the show notes. Uh, And so if you want to see some wonderful pictures of Pope Joan giving birth, (laughs) one of them, she's just walking along and a baby's poking his head out from underneath her skirt saying, hey, mommy. (laughs) And another one, she's just laying on the ground and people are like, but what is this? (laughs) Yeah. Go to the, go to bytero.org and you can look for the show notes. notes. But, um. Uh, okay, so another Joan, uh, since we're going with the, with the, with Pope Joan. Okay. But but another Joan that that it could possibly be is a Joan of Arc. So another woman that dressed like a man oh. with a secret. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's the same idea. The, the archetype. That's the thing with archetypes. Is is people see their own stories, their own myths. They project them onto it. But the idea carries through, no matter which. Uh, Bent, you come from it. it the the message is is carries through. Is it's this woman of power that has secrets. That's uh, and, and the secret is that the the the, uh, the dualities are are illusions. That's, right. That's the, yeah. And 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 each one of these stories is almost like a morality tale against yeah. women. It's yeah. like don't rise above your station. Oh Jesus. No, I'm saying for the time it's a morality tale for women because. Look at what happens yeah, gotta, when you enter a man's world. Got to keep it on the down low. You know, and it's you know, it's just another one of these. And again, this is a very feminine card. So as I'm reading all this stuff, I'm like, God bless you, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the tarot is definitely ahead of its time. <laughs> so yeah, um, but it's funny because we had already done the high priestess before. We sure. done the papas when we did the two of wands, which are on our YouTube page, and. I must have read this and just glossed over it because my latest favorite idea now is the simple fact of um, I was showing Michael earlier a picture that is in the London, the British Museum from 936. And in the show notes, you'll see that in this painting, I have it next to the Noble, which is 1659. And they look almost identical. It shows in the 936 picture a woman sitting there with a book in her hand looking off to the left between two pillars and it looks just like the papist but but this is mary and the annunciation and i'm not catholic so i had no clue what the annunciation was <laughs> and so i had to check out what is mary and the annunciation and the annunciation is, is michael you were raised more <laughs> catholic than i ever was, uh, I was what's the annunciation i was raised that way yes um so the annunciation is when the angel comes and tells mary that she's going to have a child Magically. Yeah, yeah magically. <laughs> yeah, I'm an angel. <laughs> hey, right, yeah. hey, Mary. <laughs> well. Ignore the crooked wings. <laughs> so anyway, that's not funny, dude. That's not funny. Come on, come on. Okay, so yes, yeah, so the angel comes to Mary, and it's the annunciation, and it's the announcement. That that, that was really wrong of me. <laughs> <laughs> It's humorous, but we might lose lose some people there. Um, So, (laughs) the angel comes to Mary and says that thou shalt give birth unto this child, and it shall be the Lord. That's there. Something like that. There you go. Much more respectful. Yeah, much more respectful. Okay, and so and and it'll be called Jesus according to Luke one twenty six. There you go. So, um, and it's just interesting because as I was as I and I got it from the J.M. Davidson um, reading the Marseille Tarot. I was reading that again, and it's like. He had a picture in there, and it's like I never noticed how much the Annunciation looked like the Visconti Pope and and the Papist, yeah. you know. Uh, 
and, and, and the no play. And 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 later when in the weight deck, I mean, she looks just like Mary. I mean, she's got the blue robes and yeah. everything. Like it, it's, it, she definitely has some some Mary energy to her. Yeah. So I I've got pictures in there. So um, uh, if you just look up hours of Henry the Eighth, the Virgin Mary receiving the Annunciation, or if you look up Joan Van um, Jan Van Eck. Completed the Gaunt altarpiece around 14, uh, 1432. You look at those and you are looking at the Visconti card. D- right down to having similar a crown. Yeah. Very similar yeah. with the books and everything else. So that's my big theory that, now. I, yeah. There's, pers- there's, personally, I think, and, and I even wrote myself a little note so I wouldn't forget, but Occam's Razor. It states that the simplest explanation is preferable to the one that is more complex. And the simplest thing is, is that they have the Pope. If they put an anti-pope in there, like Pope the Jones, yes. yeah, you're considering this is the 1500s. You can't be sacrilegious, you know. So let's disguise it. It's that's not the popess. That's Mary, right? And so <laughs> you can't be sacrilegious. And so it the Annunciation was everywhere. Hundreds of pieces of art with it. Right. My well, theory, I, I think, does we'll, kind we'll of hold it look like that. that. Yeah. 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 So we have the Pope Joan. We have the uh, Manfreda. And we have the Mary. Mm-hmm. So how, then, did, how did later on, how did they feel about that particular, having the high priestess <laughs> in a deck of cards? Right, right. So, I mean, the the, the idea of the, the Christianity thing kind of lost its, its uh, fashionable uh, flavor later on. And a J.J. Swiss deck comes along and they replace the, the, the Pope and Popus with Juno. Uh, as as uh, the high priestess or or the the papist, right, yeah. yeah, and uh, but and the pope and the pope can, he, he becomes Juno exactly not yeah. Juno I mean uh, um, or uh, 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 Zeus no Zeus, no who's well, it Zeus it's yeah, Juno uh, and Juan uh, oh my gosh so you have Juno and you have what is the other one? it's Zeus but what is the what's the anyway it's uh, the uh, the Roman version of Zeus oh my gosh. Can we pause and find that out? No, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna blank out because it's not about that one. It's about Juno. Right, right. I'm, wow. My, I'm I'm blanking too. See this cup? Okay. If, if, <laughs> if you're watching the video, yeah, I have a cup in front of me. I have not had enough coffee. Yet. Well, it'll be in the show notes. But moving yeah. on. Anyway, yeah. So, oh, yeah. but what but what else is on this card with with Juno? Um, well, is that a peacock? It is. Tell me thus about this peacock, Michael. Well, what is hidden in those folded wings, but yet another mystery. Ah. So it, it, it flows into that whole secret and mystery thing. Because when the peacock opens up its wings, then that's where you surprise. It's got all, you know, the, the courting eyes to mesmerize. Yeah, the, yeah. The, and, the, and Demelet would say later on that the peacock represents pride because we fan out like that. But I don't see that with the high priestess. Yeah, I, I see it as more of as mysteries and secrets. Exactly. exactly. Yet another yet another. So, uh, but one thing, some, some people say, as you were saying, that that is it the pagan reason? Because, you know, they were they were kind of getting tired of the Catholic Church. Another thing is that uh, they were saying that in the 19th century, uh, Juno and Jupiter. That's it, Jupiter. Juno and how, Jupiter. Did, how could I forget Jupiter? Do you know what the name Jupiter is? <laughs> I heard that is Zeus Pater. Right. Father Zeus. There you go. So how how could I forget that? We are highly trained professionals well, I'm, here. I'm glad you remembered that. We make millions of dollars a year doing this. You think we would remember something as simple as that? <laughs> so anyway, with Catholicism, 
being extremely patriarchal, the idea of women becoming pope was considered her- heretical. Yes. So some people say that the one J.J. Swiss actually switched those out because of Catholicism. You didn't want to have an anti-pope on there. That That's a possibility. Yeah. I, I, I still think it was... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So... <laughs> And so that now we're moving along. So uh, we go into we've been calling it the Papist so far, but the Papist. Where where did we get the high priestess from? So Michael, where you did the you, high you tell from? us? You tell okay. us. Okay. Uh. So it was called that. Anton Court de Geblin is something that he hates, I which don't. I don't blame him. And so even when I wrote it down in my notes, I even have in my notes. And I have here, the papist was called the high priestess publicly for the first time in Anton Court de Geblin's 1781 book of pseudo-anthropology. So, Le Mans Primitive. So, in his book, the first time we see it printed ever called the high priestess, he saw the tarot deck when he was at a party. He was stunned to see that he thought it was Egyptian, that we had, that the cards were corrupted Egyptian hieroglyphics. It's a good idea. Yeah. And so he came along and he said, yeah. Um, (laughs) He said, okay, so for this, this is actually the high priestess and the Pope becomes uh, the high priest and that they were actually to be married. They were actually husband and wife like you would have in uh, Egypt with the Egyptian uh, uh, mythologies or religions. So that's where now we can talk about the high priestess because other people will read that and Differently. Run they, away have, with it. they have other ideas. Yeah. I mean, it's all just a guessing game. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, there's other ideas. I, I don't see uh, the high priestess as being linked to the high priest as much as I see her being linked to the magician. So, and, and the Golden Dawn actually saw it this way, too. They linked her with um, the uh, the magician as, as the counterpart. The high pre- oh, oh, as the counterpart. As the counterpart. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were saying that it's like she was actually him. Like, no, 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 no. No, no. no, no. As, 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 the counter- as married together, as together, one and two together. As, yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the, the other title that, that the Golden Dawn gave this arcana was the Princess of the Silver Star. Yep. Yep. And so uh, while the magician is the self-conscious... She's the subconscious. Yep. So she she is the uh, where he's active, she's passive. Yep. So they they, they go together. You know, it's 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 that's why they, they fall right after each other. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And so, um, what about then as we move along with the Golden Dawn? <laughs> yes. We have the Kabbalah. We yes, have indeed. The, the Tree, tree of, of life. life. Yes. So what do we know about the Tree of Life then for the High Priestess? Okay, so on the Tree of Life, there's a path that... Uh, well, runs... actually, what is the Kabbalah anyway? Oh, the yeah, Kabbalah okay. or the correspondences. Kabbalah is another way of uh, seeing the tarot, but through a path towards enlightenment. Yes, indeed. And so it goes back to the very hermetic uh, ideas, but, but um, the Kabbalah was... The Jewish Kabbalah, yes. Ancient but it's, it's, oral yes. tradition, but yeah. It, it, it's a pathway to enlightenment. And so yeah. uh, the Golden Dawn, well, they, uh, Levi actually came along and said, hey, let's go ahead and throw all this into, uh, I I see that. Connections. The connection to the Kabbalah. Yeah. And he actually named it one thing, but we're not going to go into that. Okay. So the Kabbalah, <laughs> and now we have the high priestess right. in our path. One of the through paths. to enlightenment. Yes. What do we have with that? So, so one of the so the the tree of life is all these different sephiroths, and they're connected by these paths. 
Now, the, the longest path out of all the paths is the one that goes from the middle, which is the, uh, uh, that is uh, Tipareth, that's, that's the center of the Tree of Life, all the way up to Kether, which is the top source. So that path is the path of the High Priestess. And Kether is, could, could be, if you want to take it through a Christian bent, could be considered the source of all, or God the Father. Whereas uh, Tipareth, which is the center um, Sephira, could be considered the resurrected one that allows Christ's consciousness, therefore the, the Son of God. So you got the Son of God, and you got God the Father, and it's connected by this long path right through the middle, right through the void, which is the Holy Spirit or the High Priestess. Gotcha. And so what about the Hebrew letter? So the Hebrew letter that they uh, associate And again, with, so early yeah. on in, in the, uh, the esoteric history, they yeah. assigned Hebrew letters to each one also, and they gave it? They gave it, uh, let's see here, uh, the Hebrew letter is... Gimel, which is... Not, it's Gimli. Gimel. Gim, oh, not Gimli. Not Gimli. Okay, Gimel. Yeah. Uh, and that means camel. Okay. And so it's a proper... Not, not dwarf. <laughs> no, not dwarf. It means camel. And it's kind of appropriate because, again, that longest path that goes right through the center of the Tree of Life, mm -hmm. what do you need for a long path through the desert? With no, no name. <laughs> a camel, right? A camel. Yeah. Um, and, and so the camel is the ship of the desert, just like the moon is the ship of the sky. Right. And, and it's, it's this, when you're on a long voyage, you'll need a way to get there. And that's, that's where the camel comes in. But uh, it, it can also be considered um, a, a vessel uh, to hold the paradox in, within one container. And that, that, that container could also be thought of as a uterus. You know, it's that feminine energy as well. But it's that uh, the, 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 the one vessel to hold the duality. So it's, it's again, that, that duality, which is the, the, the heart of this card. Um, but it's, it's um, saying that the truth the duality is, is illusion. The truth is that it's all one. Right. And so uh, Paul Hudson, I, I, I've got to try giving this book a, another try. So his mystical origins, because I got a bunch of notes from there. Okay. But I do like the way he also says that the uh, for Gimel and the camel, because the high priestess, due to her awareness of the unknown, carries the weight of understanding and all experience. And so I do like that. And I'm, I'm going to have to pick his book up again, because I, I struggled with that book. Mm. So, but she does. Yeah, that that subconscious energy it, it it answers many mysteries. So, and with the Golden Dawn, I guess we could even mention Crowley then. Crowley, yes, and indeed. what uh, what he has. So, in 1944, then uh, he says the card represents the most spiritual form of Isis, the Eternal Virgin, the Artemis of the Greeks. She is clothed only in the luminous veil of light. It is important for high intuition to regard light not as the perfect manifestation of the eternal spirit, but rather as a veil which hides that spirit. It does so all more efficiently because it is of its incom incomparably dazzling brilliance. Thus she is light and the body of light and she is truth behind the veil of light. She is the soul of light. Upon her knee is the bow of Artemis, which is also a musical instrument for she is the huntress and hunts by enchantment. Love it. Crowley had a way with words. <laughs> and I threw that in because Michael is a big fan of Crowley. I am. I, I don't read the Thoth deck. It's like I, I should go back and, and uh, go through it I love again. it. I love it. But I, I wanted to throw that in there because I know he's a big fan of that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Ah, yay. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, weight calls her the, one of the most um, holiest cards in the deck or something like that as well. I mean, weight's yeah. also a fan. Um, yeah, but weight gives everything that, that high Christian sure. bent. Because yes. that's one of the things that split the Golden Dawn is... is uh, you had Crowley on Yates. one side. Yeah, yeah. Crowley. Well, Yates. Well, Crowley was already kicked out. Yates had, <laughs> Yates had already booted him out. And there's stories of him falling down the stairs. Uh, stories. But stories. Yates was the more hysteric. Uh, his, hysteric. Yeah. No, the esoteric and and uh, you take people like Wait and um, uh, Pamela Coleman Smith, and they were more Christian. Right. And Pamela right. Coleman Smith, as a matter of fact, goes on to become a heavy into the Catholic Church after that. But yes. So, um, oh, I can give you one other cool thing from Crowley. Please. Because yeah, Crowley, you know, we hear a lot of him. Things, hate him. But he's got a lot of good stuff. And yeah, so yeah. He says uh, in the Book of Thoth, he actually says this card is called the High Priestess and is attributed to the moon. The card represents the heavenly Isis. It is a symbol of complete spiritual uh, spiritual purity. Now, this is like his little white book kind oh, of okay. thing. Oh, okay. This is uh, It yeah, is sorry. the initiation of the most secrets and the intimate form descending upon the human consciousness from the divine consciousness. So that's where we're bringing down as above, so below. Um, looked at from above, it's pure and unwavering aspirations of the man to be Godhead and his source. That's so, great. Threw in more Crowley for Yeah, you. I appreciate it. Go? You are. You're on a roll. Oh, man. <laughs> so, what else you got on that? Anything um, for the esoteric side? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Give, give Come on, more. esoteric. You want more esoteric? I yeah, more. I do. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, the... Um, we got. Uh, we have to talk about the pillars. You Okay, well, let's talk about... So, now let's talk about Pamela Coleman Smith's Right. Card. So we got the- and, and actually the history of that. So I was reading in her biography. Yeah. Um, a lot of the cards she would actually have friends that she would use as the models and things like that. Did she and, have one for Mary? Uh, I mean I'm for the high priestess. No, she didn't because oh. wait and and the kind of quotes that I have from uh when he's writing about it is it's almost a little disparaging, but he had to. He wanted to spoon feed her the, with the for the high priestess. Yeah, he in, had his... in particular because he wanted. To, he didn't think that. I guess he didn't feel like she had the grasp that he did. He wanted so to be married. This card. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Her. That sounds like. So way. I thought that was interesting on that one, where he gave her a lot of license on other cards. On on the minors, definitely. Yes. So now we're looking at Pamela Coleman Smith's card. Right. So there's that that B and that J, and that that stands for. Well, well we have the two pillars. Yep. One's black, one's white. Right. And we talked about that. And on each one of those pillars that she's sitting in between, they have the B and the J. Right. Because we're, we're on a podcast. We yeah. need to describe We have to describe the, this. Yes, indeed. So the, I'm going to point at the card and say, see this? <laughs> so the B stands for Boaz. And that's on the black column. Yes. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Um, and that is the one that is the pillar of negation or force. It's on the left. Um and Jokin, Yod, Yodkin, sorry, Yodkin. J-A-K-I-N. Some people say Jokin, Jakin. It's, it's pronounced Yodkin. Yodkin. Yeah, Yodkin. Uh, that's the one on the right. That's the pillar of establishment. It's the light pillar of affirmation or the fulcrum. So you got the force, you got the fulcrum. These are distinct but separate. And if forced together, the temple roof, uh, Solomon's temple, would collapse. But when they're separated, the power is united uh, and there's a saying that goes, in strength, this temple is established. So it's it's the power of, of, of their united strength, but only when they're separated. That's the, the, you know, the illusion of the world is that 
it's it's all separations. Right. I, I, I have um yeah, to go, to go on that idea further if you don't mind. Well, are you still talking me. about the columns? I was going to talk about um the, how the the um how it differs between uh, the, those, those dualities. But, well, I was just going to mention, all yeah. I was going to say is yeah, that yeah, yeah. at a really good website called tarotforwomen.com, okay. uh, she's got a wonderful description. Uh, she goes through the card. I would suggest going to uh, tarotforwomen.com and if you want to get more into the card. But she also just happens to say that uh, uh, it's also known as it represents the Temple of Isis, an ancient Egyptian goddess, and the high priestess sits between the two pillars, demonstrating that she is a state of equality between the two of them, which she is the what separates the dark and the light. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That's perfect. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very important. She is the, uh, she's the, the, the mediator that, that brings the two to, together. That's, that's the, uh, the purpose really of, of the high priestess is she's the, the, that middle column, but uh, but to go back to my idea of, of the the dualities, uh-huh. um, the said that the, um, every truth is is but a half truth. So duality is illusion. Um, like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, just different in degree. So we, we get caught up on oh he's my friend and he's my enemy, but but it's it's really just extremes of the same thing. There is good and bad in everyone. That's where you get the whole yin-yang with the, the there's a little dark uh, dot inside right. the white part of the yin-yang and, and vice versa. Right. Because in truth, there's good and bad in, in everyone. Um, there's hot and cold, same thing. It's just both are temperature. The only difference is degree. Uh, brightness and darkness, just different degrees of light. Uh, love and hate, emotion, right? So it's, it's all just... It, it, uh, so it's mirrored. It's 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 not it's, well it's 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 Star Trek it's okay. the dark mirror no yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I mean you're saying that it's a refl- it's it's a that the it's dark and the light one. is just it's all one it's all one, one is a reflection of the other yeah it's yeah, just yeah. our perception and she's no, the, how about that it's one is just a reflection of the other it's just how we perceive the reflection right and and well, and, and, and the, I am deep you are I know and and uh, and the high priestess is the one that says you know the, the that one side or that one side the left the right the the you know the hope or the despair that's you know just well, it, she it, sees it's, it's, beyond so yeah and, she's, and a tarot she's the reading she and a tarot reading she literally sees beyond the black and the white she helps she, you find she the has balance a, behind that veil are the secrets she knows yeah and it's in her book so yeah i like and that it, and it's not saying it's not saying repress one for the other it's it's saying acknowledge that acknowledge that other side well, you can't have light without dark right you got to acknowledge it you got to face the darkness but then but then you make the conscious choice to say but i'm going to focus on the light you know, I acknowledge my my shadow self, but I am going to focus on the light, and then like attracts like. Sure. You know, uh, but she's the one that says, if if you're so focused on this side and you don't see the other side, you're blinded. You have to realize that 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 the other side is just as valid as as yours. Right, side. and she's looking inward. So we have we have um, justice who sees all the facts and everything on the outside and yeah. everything is black and white. It's one or the other and it's weighed, whereas with the high priestess... Within, without. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's focused inward yeah. to find the truth inward. Maybe not what you see, but what you feel. Exactly. Tapping into that subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. 
And oh, here's another little thing. So the veil um, that that covers half the book, it's um, it's only half the mystery can ever be comprehended because it's it's you you you're only oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're only gonna ever yeah. get half yeah. of it until you've reached the enlightened state. You know, not in this lifetime. You know, but maybe between. But uh, but but that's the don't be so. Uh, adamant that that this has to be the only way because you got to keep that the the high priestess reminds us that you got to keep that open mind well yeah and and so when you're looking at the picture she's looking straight up at you straight at you and so and he's talking about the the scroll that's on her lap and it's almost the way the way you were just kind of described it it reminded me it's like she's looking at the the torah which is it's got that she's got her book and then she looks up and sees that you're there and just kind of gently pulls Pulls it out or pulls it in? No, pulls a veil over top of what she's reading so you can't see Uh, the entire knowledge. So that's just... Because the book is partially covered by her veil. So that's just it. She is a gatekeeper. She decides whether you're worthy or not, whether you're ready or not to, to see this knowledge. You can't force your subconscious, can you? You, it, it, you have to surrender to it and then and only then uh, will it reveal secrets to you? It, it, you to tap into that energy. You can't say, "Oh, I'm now I'm going to tap into my subconscious." It won't work. You have to, you know, resign and 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 surrender yourself, and then it it'll. You, what, do, what do they say? You you no man can lift the veil of Isis. Only Isis lifts her own veil, and that's the idea behind. Yeah, it. and and for me, when I read. Because I, I, I'm an intuitive. And so when I lay my spread out, it's like I go to that non... I always talk about the nonverbal part of my brain. It's that subconscious where the symbols that are laid out before me tell that story. And I need to, like, like you are that. with the high priestess, yeah. it's like tapping into that unknown. And I can tell you what each card means. But you got to shut that off I sometimes. have to shut that off yep. and say... But what is it saying? Exactly. I know what it means, but what is it really saying? What does it mean? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So what else do we have on her? Okay. Uh, let's see. So yeah. So she's she speaks in riddles and embraces mystery, uh, but the truth is 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 all one. She commodes. Uh, We're very deep. We are. Uh, she communicates with emotion and imagination and dreams, and and this is this is how there we are with the subconscious. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's that's. Kind of her thing. Yeah. So what? A, what's on top of her head then? Ah, so we got that could be described as different ways. So it could be called, considered the the crown of Isis. Yeah. Could also be considered the crown of, of Hathor. Yep. Um, go go. You have well, to tell, tell yeah, me more. and so it's it's the crown of the high priest. It, it represents the three phases of the moon. That too. The waxing. Yep. Yep. And so that's where you have the crescent there, and then the full, and then the waning moon, representing the three phases of a woman's life: maid, mother, and crone. And the moon rules this card, and so its symbolism pops up a few times in this card. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, but um, so the the, the Hathor um, link that I was hinting at yes. a second ago. So the Egyptian um, goddess, uh, no, no, queen, I guess. Yeah, she's um, she's a queen, Hathor, and she fed uh, people the food of the dead, which was this milk from uh, date palms. And on the tapestry behind mm-hmm. the high priestess on the card, you will see uh, palms uh, as well as pomegranates, but you'll see these palm trees as well. Right. Uh, so it's this, and 
the pomegranates are also food of the dead. So you know the the story of, of Persephone. Persephone. Yeah, yes. all that wonderful stuff. So you yeah. got your pomegranates. Right. Yep. You got the, the food of the dead that she's um, uh, forced to uh, return to the half the year to the Hades. To Hades. Then, yes. Because she ate of the pomegranate, which yep. is food of the dead. So we got the two foods of the dead. And now what? Now why, why, why is all this food of the dead on, on her tapestry? And it, it's because this is the Lucian mysteries that um, free us from fearing death. So when we realize this mystery, the mystery is that death is not the end. And once we realize that death is not the end, then we don't have to fear it. Right. Yeah. And so also because um, when she goes down is when it's winter time. Yeah. Because part of, the, part of the deal was is that, yes, Persephone can come up to the earth um, for half the year, but the other half she has to go down. And so that's where we get our two seasons. We get summer and we get winter. Yeah, it's because... So her, that's the fertility, sex, and procreation. That's the that's the cycle of life. Right. Her mother, Demeter, she was the goddess of the earth. So she was sad when her daughter had to go down and spend half the year uh, in, in Hades. So, so he, she's uh, because she's the goddess of the earth. The earth dies because she's sad, and and that's where we get yeah. winter. That idea. So, yep. Um, and so, what else do we have? We have the uh, we do have that book that's on her lap. We kind of talked about that. And yep. It does say Torah on it. Right, right. Which can be rearranged to you know as Torah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And so the Torah of the Jewish religion. Um, name of the five books for the Jewish nations. Carries the law, carries the wisdom. The wisdom. You and know, that's what it is. It's the secret wisdom. It, that, and it's the Jewish mysticism, otherwise known as the Kabbalah, that the Golden Dawn based. A uh, lot of their. A lot of their rituals yep. and uh, Kabbalistic sources on. <laughs> exactly. So what else do we have on there? We talked about the veil, the pillar. She is. She does have her foot on another moon. Right. now the, On another crescent. Yeah, yeah. So you've got, you got the, the sun on her uh, chest and the moon on her feet. Now, this is uh, imagery that, that links her again with the Madonna. So in Revelation 12.1, uh, it said that there's this, this woman clothed in the sun and standing on the moon. Sorry, anytime I hear Revelation, I want to hear, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I expect the omen to come out. <laughs> yeah. And in Revelations. Yes, oh, but this is this is the little nice part of Revelations. <laughs> well, you know, nice or not, it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's an archetype. It doesn't have a little demon child, Antichrist, <laughs> coming out in Revelations. Okay, so read the nice little part. Yeah, so so that's basically, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, Cashing in on that that idea of of the the Madonna archetype by by having the the solar cross. What, is, what does it say in Revelations about it? Uh, just that that she's standing on the moon and with clothed in the oh, sun. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, so she's got that cross on her chest, and it is the solar cross. Yeah. Um, the uh, vertical line male, the horizontal line female. Or or you could think of it as as um, material and spiritual. Mm -hmm. It's it's where those two. Again, the duality. The duality is meeting, and right in the middle, that's where you find the high priestess. And so, um, still looking at from the website Tarot for Women, uh, I love numbers. And so she's saying with the uh, with the solar cross, the two lines equals two, which is her. Four arms, which also represent the emperor. Number four, to become the emperor, to create stability in the external world, we must first have stability within. It's like, oh, that's Cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what else we got? Let me see. I'm looking at her. Oh, what is that in the very back? 
Do I see somebody fishing? <laughs> I think I saw a boat go by. The sea of subconscious. Now, let me ask you this, yeah, because yeah. yes, so there is a sea there, and and it's, it's her, hidden. You have to kind of like look closely to see it, but behind the veil, see there, there is water. Yeah. So behind the columns, behind the veil, you'll notice that there is water back there, and that if you actually look at her blue dress. dress it's the same. It's almost flowing from her like a waterfall. And that's what they say is that all water in the tarot originates with her. And it flows over the crescent moon that is at her feet. So Michael is creating. What, Michael, you've got a deck coming I out. I do. What is the name of your deck, Michael? It is the Alcento Tarot. Michael, the Alcento Tarot. So in your um, high priestess, did you add water? Absolutely. I thought it's, you did. It's flowing Tell right, us about that. It's flowing right out of her, uh, her, her dress, much like the Rider Waite. That's what it reminded me of, yes. Yeah, yeah. But she also has the sea of subconscious behind her, behind the veil as well, just like the Rider Waite. Now, the um, this, this sea... Um, it is where we get our, our we go fishing for ideas as, mm -hmm. uh, but the uh, it's, it's also called a lunar sea uh, because it taps into that moon energy but uh, you know the, the subconscious it's a it's a fine line sometimes between um, you know going crazy right. <laughs> so that's why we call it the lunar sea right but, well, but it's right there hiding. It's 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 like an iceberg. So when you're looking at when you're looking at the ocean, you're only seeing the top layer. But like an iceberg, you only see like one tenth of it, and nine tenths is underneath where you can't see it. So when you look at the sea, it's our subconscious. We're floating in the subconscious of our sea, and it's what's underneath. Yes, that we need to learn to comprehend. Need to fish. Need to fish out those ideas. It's our unconscious, a, a place of intuition, dreams, fears, and shadows. Awesome. I know. <laughs> so, um, what else have you got? Have we have we missed I, anything? I think we pretty much covered her for today. My goodness gracious. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I think that, uh, so essentially when I'm reading the tarot then and the high priestess is there, it's it's exactly that. It is the subconscious. It's, it's asking us to, you know, you can have your facts and you can have this to the left and this to the right, but it's saying, you know, what is... The deeper mystery here. Sometimes you gotta shut off uh, and and tune tune. What are they? I thought you were gonna say shut up, but it's like no 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 no, 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 no. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, what? if I'm sometimes if I'm being blunt and reading, it's like you know what? Sometimes you just need to shut up, <laughs> sit there, be passive, non-action, and then she'll speak to you. Take the cotton out of your ears no. and put it in your mouth. <laughs> I had somebody say that to me once, and it was well-deserved, and I'll never forget that. <laughs> Jamie, you just need to take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not all for negative negativity at all, believe me. But, uh, yeah. You but just sometimes, to, sometimes, sometimes it's like that's what the high priestess is. Take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth and listen. Listen, listen. Go inside. Yep. Stop talking. That's where the mysteries reside. You know? Yep. So, Michael, I think we pretty much covered that it, That was another enjoyable episode. So, this is the MyTarot.org podcast. You'll find us on iTunes or any of the other podcast things out there now. Um, you will also find that every Saturday, this is going to be released. Um, and then every Wednesday, we have the raw video. I'm pointing towards a video right now for, <laughs> for you people in podcast land. Right. Uh, we have the raw video where you can just go in there on Wednesdays and see what we're talking about. And then we also, at our website, we have uh, the, Links. We, yeah, we, uh, the website, we have 
the show notes. Oh, the show notes as well. And we have yeah, links yeah. to Michael's web. Where yeah, we've got offbeatartwork.com. You can find me. Uh, you can also find a link to our Facebook page. You can find uh, links to other fun things. Links to the videos. <laughs> we have almost 400 videos now at the myterra.org. And check out the um, check out the two of wands where we went through all of the cards, yep, but yep. with video. <laughs> with, with pictures, too. With pretty pictures. Because yeah. why would we want pictures when we're talking about the tarot? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, again, thank you very much. Always enjoyable. My gosh. And so next week, what are we going to be working on? Then the emperor comes in. Oh, no, no. Number the emperor's three. first. Oh, Number three. The emperor's first. Sorry. Ladies first. Ladies and, first. And you have Juno and who's? <laughs> <laughs> to Jupiter, replace the Jupiter, 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 Zeus Vader. Yeah. Okay. Empress, so with Empress. that, I think we are good to go. <laughs> we are. See you next time. Thank you again for listening to the MyTarot.org podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to go to MyTarot.org where you'll find links to our YouTube page and to our Facebook discussion group. If you're in the local Washington, D.C. area and you would like to host MyTarot.org podcast, for a live event, please feel free to click on the Contact Us information page at mytarot.org. 